I think that about brings us to the review session. Aaron Bleepinola. A guy that you've intermittently had a soft spot for and absolutely hated. I think he feels the same way about me. Here's what's here's what's remarkable about Aaron Nola is that his his year his numbers this year look very similar to his career average. So he's this year, well, except for he's, he's one for four. Not not great. Sorry about that. Eight starts, three point six four ERA. He's pitched forty seven innings, a uh, little you know, so over six, almost six innings an outing. Um, he's got fifty five strikeouts in that and a point nine eight WHIP. The whip has historically been pretty darn good. I mean, even the years when he's his ERA creeps up, his uh, absolutely his no, I is good. He's he's a surprising pitcher. I mean, so his career twelve hundred strikeouts on ten seventy innings pitched. That's pretty solid, and that's that's at workhorse territory. He, I mean, well, and it's also good. So he's what twenty eight. He hit the ground running. It feels like he's been here for a while. Um, he he joined the Phillies and started producing, you know. So he's just been around. Yeah, he's but he's always he's perpetually that guy who's in the like, is he an ace? No, is he high end number two? Yeah, ish. I think I think he's this. I mean, in fantasy perspective, in a standard league, he's the number one, number two. No, the number one, number two. Yeah, who does work for? It? <laughs> I know. Uh, that, that's kind of that's kind of honestly how I view him. You know, he's he's got good numbers, but he's not he's not the guy that you definitely don't want to build your pitching staff around him. No, that's a weak staff. Yeah, exactly. If you, if you're if you're if Aaron Nola is your ace, you're implicitly building a slightly weaker staff than average. Well, the funny thing is, like, yes, I, I think that's true, and I think in in some forms it's worse than in others. If you're in TGFBI. And you just slot that sucker mm. in there and just be like, okay, mm-hmm. I know that there are going to be some good outings. There are going to be some great outings. There are going to be some bad outings. Mm. You know, you remember you had that you had that tool which took random distributions from, like, career and then put slammed <laughs> them together and showed how, like, yeah. a, a, a good player could be bad and a bad, bad player could be good in, with that? Yeah. Well, think about that with Aaron Nola all the time. Like, you could, you could get a Cy Young pitcher over the last bunch of years by just randomly pl- picking games from the distribution. Exactly. Because he's got a real normal distribution on his starts. <laughs> but his, but the thing about him is that the other thing, one of the other things that's really valuable for a TGFBI perspective, and I agree that he's actually very valuable in TGFBI. A lot more. He's going to make 30 starts. He's going to make 30 yep. starts. Yeah. And because he's got that really broad distribution of outcomes per game, you just gotta leave him you in just there. Just leave him in there. Over the course like, of the well, season, what? Over the course of the season last year, you got 223 Ks. You get almost 10 wins. 1.13 WHIP. That's awesome. Yeah, 4.63 ERA really bit. sucked. And the, pro- but the-, the problem in head to head is like, for a given week, yeah. you might not need his 12, like a 12 K outing from him. You might really need him to just not have a four ERA that week. And he can't well, do a, it. I mean, that's a question of it's a question of like in a head to head is Grinky, who has no K's, but typically doesn't blow up, versus Nola. You know, what what gives you more what gives you more utility to win in a given week? I mean, I'd rather have Nola in that situation. Okay. But you but if but what you're really saying is it's 
it's it's Nola versus Grinky plus whatever else you had in that you know to get both of those. Right, because you got because you drafted Grinky five rounds after you drafted Nola. <laughs> yeah, but Grinky, if you could if you tell me that at the end of the year he, they're going to have the same win total, I okay that's our over under actually. I mean that's I. I mean, you tell me. I I would in that situation, I would pick Granky in a heartbeat for more wins, and I'll even give you end of season because Nola's at one win, and that's like pretty bad. It's but he only had nine wins last year. He only had nine wins last year. I know that's he only not had nine. good for someone who had two hundred twenty Ks and a one point one eight whip. Not... It's like how did that? How does that happen? Um, here, let me look at this. Fine, we didn't think this was gonna. Oh, so I'm spotting you one win. Because Grinky has none. Mm-hmm. No, I can't do that because I, 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 I don't think that Grinky's going to have more wins. You'd have to, you'd have to spot me two who's, wins. Okay, who's going to have the better ERA at the end of the season? Grinky. So if we if we did a if we did a three category year, so strikeouts is boring because obviously Nola is going to crush Grinky. Wins ERA whip. Grinky versus Nola. Who do you pick? Wind, ERA, whip. I, I mean, I, I still, I think, still think that Nola has more chance to get those. I'll take, I will take Grinky against that. Okay, you think that out of those three, okay. I think out of those three, Grinky can steal two. I don't know which two. I mean, if I, if I had to guess, I would say ERA and wins. On pace for zero wins, Grinky is right now. <laughs> <laughs> I. I understand. He's on I'm pace, wait, his on-pace numbers are ridiculous. We've spent way too much time talking about Granky, and this is why. Don't talk about him. Yeah, 200 innings, 73 Ks. <laughs> Desert his on-pace numbers. Zero wins. I don't think that he's going to get zero. I'd just also like to say on Nola that he gives up a lot of home runs. Yeah, it's if you're actually watching him and you own him, that's what mm-hmm. really infuriates you. Mm-hmm. It's like, he's doing well, doing well, and then the ball's gone. It's gone. He's... He's pretty cold on max exit velocity, and I feel that when I watch him. Like, whoo, that ball was hit hard. Yeah, and they can. They can connect with it. I, I don't know why. I don't know which pitch it is. Which pitch is his? I think it's his fastball. I mean, his fastball is relatively slow, and it's always been relatively slow. Because he's a two-seamer. He's got a two-seam. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what do we want to say? I, I don't know how, how much to say. It's like, yeah, we... Well, I, I'd like to see, I'd like to see him off the Phillies. To be perfectly honest, <laughs> you know you know what he looks like to me. What a Yankee? I see him and I'm like, that's the kind of guy that like when the Yankees finally pull up their pants and and like put together a real rotation and steal a couple players from the East Coast. I think I totally agree. Once you shave his beard, he looks like a full on Yankee. Yeah, she has had he's a, li- he's, a couple times. He's a little scruffy. Is typically a little scruffy. <laughs> Your random videos are, are are showing you that a little scruff, yeah. But you, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I guess that's part of it is that his promise was so high, like it, it, it seemed like because he came into the league young and it seemed like okay, he's gonna do it, he's gonna do it, he's gonna do it. They gave him so much leash. He's always been at the Phillies. I mean, I really that's partly what I mean about getting him off the Phillies. I just think he'd be better on a different team. Yeah, well, to be fair, to be fair to him, and part of this is he has a terrible defense behind him. Terrible defense behind him. And his, is his bad? Is his Babbitt bad? His FIP is three point five three, fielding independent. 
Yeah, yeah. X FIP is two point six nine right now. Last year his FIP was three point three seven. His ERA was four point six three. Hmm. Hmm. He's a two seam two seam fastball is a is a pitch that's gonna have a lot of ground balls. Forty point five percent of his pitches are or uh percent is his ground ball. For an infield that's not very good. I mean Come on, Gene Segura Gene is Segura. out there. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's bad if both of our minds immediately were like, Gene Segura. <laughs> Babip against him last year was 3-0. That's not really, that's not where you want your starter to be. That's not, that's not him. The, the, bat, the batting average of balls in play is not. No, I, I, I get it. I'm just saying. Oh, you're saying, I thought you were saying, that's not, you're, you're saying it's him, but you're saying that's not where you want him to be, is in front of a defense they would let you have a three point yeah three oh eight exactly. Against. This year is not that much better. Two seventy three. That's it's not that's not horrible. That's that can be. Well, but that's the thing, well, right? His ERA is is a point lower right now. Oh, it's true. Okay, so let's check in on this later in the season. That's the thing to keep an eye on for sure. But I think it really screws up a guy because if if you go up there and you're like, I don't trust any of these clowns behind me. I'm gonna have to strike out a couple extra guys. That's when you're gonna go for your stuff, and it's gonna be the kind of stuff mm-hmm. where you get frustrated. You're gonna leave something out over the plate, and it's gonna get hit for a home run because you're you're gonna get more guys struck out, but you're gonna have some bad results. I agree. So I think I don't know why didn't they grab your shortstop? <laughs> Great question. I think that about brings us to the review session. Shane McClanahan. Shane McClanahan, most favorable comparison uh, thus far that I found on on StatCast is 2021 Robbie Ray, 2021 Blake Snell. You can judge for yourself if you think these stats belong. Wow. All right. So, Shane McClanahan. I would have thought better. I would have, too. Shane McClanahan, 2022. He starts 28 games. He pitched 166.1 innings in that, 194 strikeouts, 2.54 ERA, 0.93 whip, and 12 wins. All of those numbers are great. I don't understand why the best comparison he got was 2021 Robbie Ray. <laughs> That's wild. It's wild and surprising. Um, you want to guess what his XERA was? Uh, 3.4. Lower. 3.1 lower whoa 2. 2.8 2.79 2.79 uh that is much 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 lower than i was expecting and his xfip is 2.6 this is why i, I mean i said this a couple wow. of weeks ago we did the sort of like look at the these the extra pitching stats and it was like well shane mcclanahan the underlying metrics say like yeah, that was the 2.54, kind of legit. Like, compared to Alec Manoa, where we're like, yeah. you know, we have a board bet that I'm probably going to lose. <laughs> Shane McClanahan is probably going to keep it under three. What was McClanahan's XERA last year? 4.6. What's going on there? But his XFIP was 3.23. Oh, wow. So okay. I think that might have been. Um, so. I can't remember what the what? there's there is supposed to be there's a driving factor between those two numbers if the if, if those are off from each other. But go ahead. Well, I it's just I'm just ready to pivot to the the big question of like what's next for Shane McClanahan? He's 25. This was his second full season that he you know full season that he pitched. He pitched 28 games. 
Rays seem to be managing him heavily, like with you know with the with the intent that he's kind of a build up to long term ace, whatever whatever that means in the in the Rays organization. Um, he's got amazing stats. Should we be expecting a regression? I mean, nothing about his nothing about the numbers that he put up this year says regression other than <laughs> these are really good numbers. Can he keep these up? Right. Well, I think the 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 wart is right there. He is a Tampa Bay Ray. Yeah. And one hundred sixty six innings when looking at what how many Manoa put up when there were more injury like the did you hear any injury concerns from McClanahan all year? Uh no, but he still went on the I L twice. <laughs> I know well, I guess yeah, right. Long term. No, no, no. No, I think it, it, it's funny because he so he he went on the IL for lower back tightness. No, no, he went on for sorry left shoulder impingement. That was the only one. That doesn't sound good. No, it doesn't sound good. But I think it might have been. I think it might have been a little bit of a break early September. Yeah, but one sixty six innings is. I guess that that's the biggest wart. He, he I know pitchers aren't pitching to two hundred innings, but he's definitely not going to get two hundred innings. This is a, this is a management thing. So, are you saying that you're you're not worried about his injury? You're worried about his usage in a fantasy yeah. perspective. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's like uh, uh, um, uh, Patriots running backs with uh, Bill, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bill Belichick is like you never know. I, I mean, I'm looking at this, but I'm still thinking. Okay, I'd still rather have. Okay, so sure. So that means that the 2.54 ERA and the 0.93 WHIP are marginally less valuable because you'd like you'd love those over 200 innings, but really you're getting 20% less than that. Right. Okay, but even even if you regress those, 194 strikeouts, that's valuable no matter what, right? I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's a lot of strikeouts. Yes. Um 12 wins was actually pretty high on the on this season, <sighs> which is but yes. sad, but you know, still still pretty high. I yeah, I I really can't knock him. It's it's really just like you're gonna have to pay out the nose to get him next year. Yeah, that's you might have. There might be someone in your le- in your league that that's seeing him as future keeper, long term Cy Young. Candidate. Oh, I I it's would like. I don't know that that's quite. He is a very very good pitcher, who I don't think is gonna have enough the enough innings to really give you the value that that you want out of him i i would be shocked if there isn't someone in your league who's paying for him as the you know true overall number one ace yeah i mean i i think that i think that you get we should check the agent based models but i would guess that if you get 10 random guys together somebody in that group wants shane mcclanahan number one number one not number one not, overall. Not number one overall. Number, one, number pitcher. one pitcher. Like somebody somebody in that group is looking at their pitching list and thinking Shane McClanahan's the guy. Yeah, we're gonna get to see that in um in the fantasy rankings when it comes out and fantasy pros is gonna be fun. The best best rankings are gonna be absurd for him. To be fair, if you look at this season and think excellent, and you, you look at last season, you look at this season, you think the Rays are ramping him up. They will put him on a full workload next year. Yeah, then just, just put that just put that geometric model together 123 innings last year 166 this year well 209 let's do it <laughs> done done i'm signed up yeah i mean so if if you were doing that 
if if you if you're willing to make that case or you think that the you're purely probabilistic and you're taking the chance you're saying yeah well if he's got a 20 percent chance of doing that i better get him right and his downside is that he's shane mcclanahan <laughs> right i think but i mean it kind of these are famous last words all right this this is where i want to set the bet box for him Oh boy. I think the downside for Shane McClanahan looks like his 2021, which was fine. The, so look at his 2021 stats. Is there one in that list that you think will be worse? I'm saying ERA, I'm saying lower inning, higher ERA, lower innings pitched, um, hot, lower strikeouts, higher whip. Like from any of those, do you think that there's, do you think any of those could conceivably be worse? I'll let you pick. Uh, he, I mean, I think his strikeout rate is going to go down next year. Okay. So, all right. If you want to do something more conventional, let me throw you 170 Ks. Okay. I think he's going to go over that. Yeah, exactly. Okay. 185 Ks. That's a better number. Yeah. Because I think under 190, definitely. Um, sure. I don't. But one, I think that he's going to. I don't know if I, I wouldn't take them over under on 180. I'll, it's fine. 185. Give me 186, and we'll sure. call it. And that's a. So let me let me. I mean, yep. Okay, that's locked in now. Let me count your. Let me ask your your rationale. Your rationale presumably is that he has a little bit of regression and he still pitches 166 innings or less, right? Yeah, I think that yeah. it, it might increase. It might be like 170, 175, but I, it's not going to be. But he has a commensurate decrease in K per nine. I mean. This is a good K for nine, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like if, yeah. if if he did pitch 200 innings, that would be an incredible strikeout total. <laughs> yeah, and it's what's what's sort of fun is that it's like a believable amount. 10.5 K per nine. Yeah, is that's like that's human good. That's not <laughs> like when Kershaw was crazy. Yeah. or Degrom or. Ten limbs come, you know. Yeah, exactly. Like, this can't be real for <laughs> longer, right? Where you you're squinting at it and like this, just something isn't right. Straight up video. But you game could numbers. see him doing this for ten years. So, I think that this is just because of the other guys that we've been watching. But Shane McClanahan, who's ostensibly my size, looks like a small guy. <laughs> well, <laughs> small small but he doesn't he looks pretty sturdy no no i'm not saying i'm not saying yeah i'm just saying he looks like he's been you know he's like a little bit smaller overall but i think that's really just because we've been seeing alec manoa <laughs> lance lynn i mean we've been seeing all like six four six five six six guys who are in the who are 230 yeah you know and then now you see like a six one two hundred guy and i'm like that guy's pretty small <laughs> like he's wow there's so little of him on the yeah. mound is that mound bigger what, what year is this but I'm, yeah I, no i i agree i had the i had the same thought and i was like i had the same thought and i was like how tall oh six one geez i know but he's not a small guy but i so that's yeah i, I need to reset but i think but that that did just go to show that so many of the interesting pictures that we've talked about are big guys <laughs> we're getting to the point where it's it's normal for it to be six not not just like six four but like six six five six six and, and heavy yeah i'm not trying to be mean i'm just like i saw him on the mound thought small guy looked it's at true. his, looked no, at his you, size you're... and thought not a small guy okay I mean, 
No, but but you're absolutely right of like long term, like how long can he go as being a short guy? <laughs> I mean, I would, you know, normally in any other sport, I would say, oh, those big guys are going to flame out. But like Sabathia was around for a long time as a big guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Adam Wainwright, not not short. No. Randy Johnson, not the, short. Famously not short. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, sorry, Shane McClanahan. I, I mean, I take back my initial reaction like small guy. I didn't, I didn't mean it. Yeah, you, did, you didn't mean to like poo-poo your your own reaction. You should have been more more vehement. That's what I'm trying to say. He's a small guy. I think that about brings us to the review session. Jacob Degrom. Jacob Degrom. I think uh, more good mound presence. Yeah, on first sight. Okay. Yeah. But I'll, I'll do stats. Did, was he scarier with the hair or without the hair? With the hair. Okay. Let's hear. How how good is he? All right. Well, he's uh, 15 games good last year. But in those 15 Ooh. games, <laughs> he... He was very good. Seven wins, two losses. 1.08 ERA. Uh, is that good? And then... Um, I think that's good. In the 92 innings that he pitched, 146 strikeouts and a .55 whip. Those numbers are insane. Those numbers are so good. But then, you know, I've been reading this baseball book, the like top hundred top top hundred players by this one guy's metric. It's so different to compare a guy from this era to the guys who was like, Well, Sandy Koufax had complete games every time that he went out there. Like the expectation was like, not I'm gonna strike out twenty guys. It's like you're gonna pitch the whole game, dude. Yeah, I'm gonna complete the game. That's it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean base assumption. Yeah, but was, if we're, we're Jacob Degrom would have failed. We're seeing the three true outcomesification of pitchers here, right? Exactly. I mean, that's exactly. that's what you're that's what you're seeing. You know, we talk all the time about three true outcomes on the batting side, but you're seeing three mm-hmm. true outcomes play out on the pitching side, and you're seeing Jake Degrom is excellent at doing that, and he gets pulled he gets pulled at the right time for him, and mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't know. We should look at how many innings he. I wish I could find easily how many innings he averages. Oh, in a game? I mean, okay, I'm, lo- I'm looking at what he did last year. He's got a lot of sevens, a lot of sixes, a lot of sevens, but fives. He's got one complete game. It just doesn't... He's got a three. I mean, you know. Well, we're still... I mean, you and I are still coming in from, the, like, the late aughts kind of system of thinking, which isn't a complete game. But it's like... Good pitcher is going to go seven and change. Yeah. He's going to get taken out of the eighth inning for a specialist to come in there, mop it up in that inning, and then the closer is going to come in. You know, that is an ace. That's yep. what we think of as an ace. That doesn't exist anymore. Nowadays, it's like you're going to get through six and put everything out there and make sure that they don't have a chance. And then um, either you're going to get taken out of the seventh inning or you might not even go into the seventh inning. We might even take you out of the sixth inning. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm seeing, you know, I'm seeing what are obviously favorable polls here, right? Because it's like, well, he got pulled after five, but he'd only given up one earned run, so it's not like he's blowing right. up at this point. Um, but it's it's about how many times through the order now, because they know that there's a drop off when you're seen, right? When you're seen the third time, that's where things start to get interesting. Hitters are finally timing you. Yep. No, ab- absolutely, and so. This is funny because because we switched immediately to like here's what's wrong with Jacob Degrom. Whereas fantasy wise, 
this is incredible value, right? He's very it's, good. It's good. And he's it's going outside the top 10. It's good <laughs> if your manager decides to pull you early in a fantasy sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, who cares? Yeah. Like, he got 146 strikeouts last year in 92 innings. Like, let's say that he pitched a full season of somewhere near that clip. That's Those are otherworldly numbers. <laughs> but when was the last time he did that? Twenty. Well, I guess 2020 is sort of... But it's, I mean, his stats are in, his stats are pretty incredible in terms of the percentile rankings here too. Oh yeah, I mean he is so good at everything. Yeah, I mean it's it's nice when your fastball distribution peaks at ninety nine, right? Like your most your most frequently thrown mile an hour pitch is a ninety nine mile an hour fastball. That's pretty good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, you know, something to be, something to be said there for that. Um, he's got a monster. Should we just call ourselves experts right now? <laughs> yeah. Monster chase rate, right? I mean, if you're if you're 100 percentile in the chase rate, you're missing some bats. And I, you know, I gave you those really sterling numbers from last year, but his career numbers, his career ERA is 2.5. Yeah, I mean, it's very good. He's been, I mean, I remember him coming up at at first and just being like, "Where did this guy come from, and why is he so good?" And he was, he was good immediately. Yep. Even though he came up a little bit later, 27 was. Real season. Well, he had kind of a he had kind of the the slow roll <laughs> that you might expect. So I I feel like we're I'm starting to see the trend here of some of the injured injured pitchers in the slider, hard slider for sure. I mean, he throws a hard slider, right? Yeah. I mean, it's a taxing pitch. It's not because I I mean it's it's a very taxing pitch in the sense that a curve you're at least like something might be coming off of it a little bit. A slider, you're still throwing as hard as you possibly can, <laughs> uh-huh. just with some spin. And then, yeah, and so you need your, yeah, your your elbow is gonna t- try to get that extra spin, especially when you're losing and you're not getting it with just your fingers. Yeah, and, and you know it should be said, Jacob Degrom is not not a spring chicken, right? At this point, he's our age. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, hey, come on, man. No, but but yeah, you, in his bird year, how long can you pitch? How long can you pitch a 99-mile-an-hour average fastball? Not very long. Yeah, exactly. No, that's why. And he's already done I mean, that's why so many power pitchers, they, they, like, do that early in their career, and then they go down to, they yeah. bulk up, and then they, they, they're throwing 95. And that's and it's heavy. It's a heavy 95 that they're throwing. Yeah. But he's still slight. No, he's, he's got space to bulk up, for sure. I mean, they're, yeah. they're listing him at 6'4", 180. That's, it's not Chris Sale, but it's not a big guy. <laughs> No, that's that's. I mean, seriously, that's like my weight, but stretched out yeah. five <laughs> yeah. inches. What the fuck? Yeah, exactly. What are you doing exactly. That's what I'm saying. What are you doing, dude? Eat a burger or something. <laughs> uh, I think. I mean, I think there's a lot to like here. Assuming well, it's, he's healthy. I know, well, it, it, we should just it's, we've we've gone with the like not dissing him, but like talking about what his flaws are. We've talked about how awesome he is when he plays. Let's put some numbers out there. Innings pitched. What what number do we do we want to go off of his? Uh, do you want to just put it 200? What do you got? Innings Over-under. pitched on 200? Are you insane? Yep. Okay, let's say 190. Um, right. Okay, so you're coming at this because he had, prior to the COVID-shortened season, he had three over 200 inning pitched seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see any way the Mets do that. They don't have to rely on him as the only ace on that team. 
they yeah, but if you're able to get 400 innings out of him and Scherzer, that team has to win. Just based on that, they have to win 85 games and get to that one game playoff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I. But I'm saying my point is that you pick up Scherzer, that also helps to relieve some of the bullpen pressure, right? You can bring mm-hmm. in other guys. You can shorten Jake Degrom's. It, you know, after an injury season, he hasn't pitched. You know, he hasn't pitched since early July in a in a game. No. Yeah, but how much of that was they just are like we're not doing anything this year? So. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, how? So okay, so you're taking the under. I'm taking the, oh, yeah. Okay. All one. Right. So one eighty nine. Very long winded way of saying at one eighty nine point five, I will take the under. Okay, I will. I'll take the over because I think that it's going to be just like dueling banjos here, him and Scherzer this year. All right, K's. Where shall we set the over under at? Two hundred for you. This is this is a completely different category. You said two hundred for K's. Two hundred K's. Way over. You need to go way over. I'd go over two, but two fifteen. Under somewhere between two and two fifteen. About two twelve. I mean, look at okay. Two twelve is great. Two twelve point five. You're taking the under. Two twelve point five. I will take the under. I mean, his career right is. 1261 innings pitched 1505 strikeouts <laughs> i mean so so his his last year is like incredibly anomalous yeah not incredibly but it's anomalous okay so so that's so that's where i had to get you to be under is 189.5 and 212.5 you're taking the under on yes. both of those. i'm not going to do wins because who cares and they don't like to score for him there's no. I don't think that we're going to debate ERA and WHIP. It doesn't matter. Those. Those. That's not what we care about with Jacob Degrom. It's just how many innings pitches is he going to get, and then is he going to be able to have like, even if he doesn't have over 200 innings, which you probably, you know, I'm taking that higher, higher risks out on that. Still, he could still get. He could get 250 strikeouts sure. in far fewer innings. No, I, I, I don't, I don't dispute that. You're right. All right. Well, okay. Easy. Where? Where? What's his ADP at the end of the year? Oh, uh, like if we were doing a redraft at the end of the year? No, 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 no. What's the? Uh, sorry. What's the? What's his ADP um, at the end of uh, of the spring? Oh, this this end of spring, you're saying? Uh huh. It's gonna creep. It's gonna creep up. I bet. I mean, what? Where is he going right now? It's fifteen. Uh, his ADP is eighteen. I think. I think he'll go up. I think fifteen is probably a good number. I mean, you see him pitching in the preseason. That's what you really needed to see. Just, just remind all the fans out there, like, what is it he's got? Oh yeah, Again, no, he's still good. You haven't seen him pitch in a game since early July of last year. I know. Going through the the player picker, it's just he is the best pitcher, and then he's gone. Yep. <laughs> He's the best pitcher, hands down, far and away, and then he's just gone. Exactly. Okay, so you're saying, all right, so you're going to take an ADP. If I set it at 15.5, you're going to take under? Yes. Oh, he's go- He just, every day he keeps going up. Risen yep. five spots in the past 15 days. Yep. Okay, fine. I'll do 15.5 at the, at the, end, of, uh, the end of the spring. Let's see. That about brings us to the review session. Dylan Cease. Dylan Cease having Cease a good season. Having a good season. He has started 20 games. He's 10 and 4. He's got a 2.03 ERA and a 1.19 whip. In his 110 innings pitched, he's struck out 154 batters. 
Uh, it's pretty good. That's that qualifies you as ace on a mediocre team. Yeah. Well, I, so this is part of the reason that Rodon is no not longer in uh, Chicago, right? Yes. No, no, no. I think that I suspect this is the reason. And Lance Lynn can just be himself as, as a good number two. So what I like about, I mean, what I like about Cease is that all of his stats are trending in the correct direction. Oh my, I mean, like he's the kind of guy, we haven't seen one of these in a while on StatCast, where it's like, oh, there's a lot of red. Yeah, yeah, there's exactly. We haven't, one blue. we haven't seen one of these since early on in the season. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, 154 strikeouts on 110 innings pitched, that's a really good ratio. It's really good, yeah. Even yeah. if he... Even if he, re- I mean, but his ratio is always fairly good. So career, he's five hundred four and four in four hundred and seven innings. I mean, that's that's good. That's a that's also a good rate. You know, even so, even if he regresses off of his current pace, he'll be fine. Yeah, twenty six years old. This is he's hitting his prime. Yeah, this is it. I mean, so he's he pitched in twenty nineteen. He appeared in he started fourteen games. Pretty pedestrian. I mean, amazing that he managed to make it work during COVID seasons. Like, he he really, he could have easily had a career derailed by that. But he pitched 12 games in 2020, which is a lot. Uh, 32 games last year. Seems like he's on pace for it this year. Um, he's rocking a sweet mustache in his picture, which he's thankfully not rocking all the time now. I will say that I don't like watching, uh, I don't like watching White Sox fielding either they're actually quite bad at fielding so mm. whenever i clicked when i was watching some random videos of him like mm, this is not fun you know <laughs> this, this does not bode well for uh for yeah what is his fielding independent pitching X, his x fip is 299 um his fip is 67 okay so i i was expecting to see that it that was going to balloon he's he's a little bit lucky i guess but not, not hugely lucky. he doesn't have a he doesn't have a lot of so it's interesting that he throws his slider as his off speed pitch yeah i mean his fastball is sitting around 97 his slider is sitting around 87 i mean the slider has some crazy movement on it i don't know if you watched a couple of those mm-hmm. like his his fastball just goes like straight in but when he has his, it moving it, it's, it looks it looks deadly his slider is like the the bottom really drops out of that pitch uh the only the only thing on Statcast that's not red is his walk percentile. Yes, and that's that is sort of borne out in the fact that his WHIP is one point one nine and his ERA is two point oh three. I mean that's like that's not a common ratio of WHIP yeah, to no, ERA. No, no. Yeah, that shouldn't be correct. Uh, he has three point nine eight walks per nine. It's not good. It's not good. That means he's walking like four to five batters an outing. <laughs> Like in any in any game that he goes out there? No, that means that well, that means that he's walking three to four uh, in any any given outing. Because I mean, that's walks per nine, not walks per game. Yeah, but he's only pitching. He's not even pitching six innings a, a an outing, right? He's at one hundred and ten on twenty starts. Yeah. So he's pitching five and five and a half innings per outing. That's a lot of walks. <laughs> it is. It's a lot of walks. It is. I mean, his home, run, but his home run ratio. That's. I mean, it's the biggest di- thing from last year to this year. His home run ratio was one point oh nine last year, per nine, and now it's oh point six five. So that might go the opposite way. Wow. So they got they got him in the trade. Man, what a winning trade. Okay, so the trade in July of twenty seventeen, Chicago White Sox trade Quintana for Cease and Eloy, basically. That's a forward-looking trade. 
Wow. I mean, it was a trade for Eloy at the time. But the fact that they got Cease in that, <laughs> that actually makes that trade look really bad in retrospect for the Cubs. That is terrible. Wow. That's such a bad trade for the Cubs. That was a good time. Okay. So what do we what do we think? So he's going to be owned in, in every league. And we're not – I mean, I don't know if anyone redrafts midseason. He's <laughs> – Oh, he'd be incredibly valuable. Be a great pick. pick. Um all right. Well, you gave me a ton of over unders, so I'm gonna I'm gonna throw one for you here. Is is his WHIP 1.19 end of season? Is he over or under? Oh. Which direction is he going? Over. I'll say over. Okay. I mean, career career is 1.3, so I accept. I think the, I think over is the smart play. So I mean, always a little bit more disappointing to root for or to you know pick don't, against a guy. But. Don't come line, please. Yep. Yeah. I I mean, so but what, what about next next year? Is he gonna be a top ten pitcher off the board? Yes. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I think he would he would have to do a lot wrong for that to not be true. It'll be his age twenty seven mm-hmm. season. Yeah, he's gonna be you know he's gonna really be hitting his prime. I suspect we're gonna start to hear a whole bunch more about him as in like in fantasy circles if he keeps anything up anything like this up. I I think the I think I think he's gonna be big hype going into next year and people will pick him early. Yeah, yeah. No, he might get into the top five. I wouldn't be. I would not be shocked to see him in the top five. I, I will also be clear that I would not pay top five for him on what we've seen so far. He's good, but top five is really expensive. Yeah, but in some ways, yeah, because I, I really don't like that walks. Because um, in some ways, the you've got McClanahan, Alcantara, Manoa are going to have to be are going to be the ones that are going to be considered with him. Cease as the like who's going to be in the who's going to be in the top five with um, Burns and Cole. And yeah. is Walker Bueller going to get back? That's a good question. Is Scherzer going to be a Bueller, thing? Should Woodruff be picked early? I mean, what's you know what's happening? What's happening DeGrom. here? There's a bunch of guys, bunch exactly, bunch of guys in that range that are really going to slide around. I think we're going to see. I mean, I think in general we're going to see a big rearrangement in pitching value between 2022 and 2023. Yeah. I I can only hope that Corbin Burns and Garrett Cole remain on the uh, in this little. <laughs> Musical chairs. We'll I see. Really hope that they stay. We'll see. This fe- this feels like a big changing of the guard pitching year. I mean, a lot of guys are coming in. That and the you know Scherzer's been at the top of his game for ten years. <laughs> you know, like yeah. These these all things must end at some point. You know, so. all things must pass. Pa- passed. That's right. Pass. Passed. <laughs> Justin Verlander. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Yep. I think that about brings us to the review session. You Darvish. Again, part of my series of where I was still trying to uh, set guys up for the playoffs, and you'll hear uh, <laughs> guys that we thought would be relevant in the playoffs. You'll hear really why in a, uh, when we announce next week's. You Darvish, though, uh, 30 games started here. He goes 16 and 8. First guy, you know, a lot of wins for somebody that we, for people uh, this late in the draft. 3.10 ERA, 0.95 whip, 197 strikeouts on 194 innings. That is a pretty good season. It is. I, it's not dead yet. He's 36. 36, yeah. He's 36. I mean, it's funny because I've actually been a U Darvish pessimist every single year. Oh, I mean, I, like, his stuff is great. I love watching his stuff. It's, he's built for StatCast. 
Oh, he's no, no, no. He's he's inarguably one of the most fun pitchers to watch. Don't, I think, it, but it, yeah, owning him is is a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, you just don't know. I mean, he's but he's in this group for me of the Chris Sale. Like he's in the group of Chris Sales. It's like talent is there. I just don't know like how you're gonna do. Except this year would have been great to own him, right? It I mean, would this have year, been. this year you just throw him out there for every start. Okay, I'm just not gonna think about it. Like, how many games would you have actually gotten, like, burned, burned? He's got two, he's got three games where he gave up five earned runs. That's not a lot as a starting pitcher. And a lot of offers. A lot where he gave up no earned runs. Wow. Did he really, he really gave up nine earned runs his second game of the season? Yeah. So, you know, is he, was he on your TGFBI team? He was on my TGFBI team. No, he's not. He's not on mine. No. <laughs> uh I had a major crisis of heart <laughs> after that game when the Giants tagged him for nine runs. Yeah, you just got to think. He's, oh, this is this is the U Darvish train. I'm on it, and I can't and I did. Off. I mean, yeah. I I did have to do that. And then he, you know, he had he had these other fine. fives, and I freaked out. But you know, full season. This is the full season roto value, and a guy like U Darvish, where you're like full season, I'm gonna recover this value. Jeez, if you just forgot to set your lineup and he was out of it for that week, like. Would have been the best. The whole rest of the season is fine. That would have been actually that would that would have been really good. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I know. It's, so how how long can he keep doing this? He doesn't quite have the profile for the guy that is able to do this long term. I really, really do feel like we shouldn't depend on Darvish. You pick him up if he's dropped a little bit lower, but you should not be depending on him as your. Yeah, I mean, talking two. about we were talking about the team building philosophy and darvishes are the most dangerous ace to build your team around (laughs) by far i think like could you get him at number 10 as like as your ace i think so i bet i bet he's more than the 10th pitcher off the board or in that range let me just see what what is adp because is his is his adp i don't think he had a good season not a great season so i don't think his adp is going to be that that adjusted because he is what he is right like him and Charlie Morton, they they are what they are. They're thirty six. I mean, what are they going to learn? They're not learning new tricks. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Darvish was eighty five this year. What number pitcher? Is that more than ten? Uh, pitcher thirty one. Thirty one. Wow. People are pricing in. Mm, he's like okay, major. Maybe he was like pitcher number twenty nine. He's ranked. Okay, 31. but in the in that range, wow. That's I mean, that's a major price end. I mean, I was going to say so theoretically you get him as your third pitcher those are great stats for your third pitcher oh yeah i mean okay i'm you, revising my statement a little bit now so let's say you get burned you have the third pick third you're, you get the third pitcher off the board you get burns and then you get somewhere in the coming into this year and then somewhere in the like 40 adp you grab nola and then you get darvish with pick 85 that's a good team you're all set. So if That's his value team. stays right in the 30s, is you just grab him. I think so. I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I always chicken out in the draft about you, Darvish. Because I, I always see you, Darvish, and think that it's too expensive and that he's going to fall off. Well, right. But th- So listen to the guys that, that, that were picked around him. Frankie Montas, Emmanuel Classe, Dylan Cease, Carlos Rodon, you, Darvish, Edwin Diaz, Alec Manoa, Lance Lynn... Or all this Chapman. He's exactly in the center of that group. You could have done far worse than picking you Darvish oh, in yeah. that no, like no. eight player range. 
you could have also done far better. Yep. So I think that is the le- that is the lesson here. And and quite frankly, Edwin Diaz and Emmanuel Classe, th- that they were on the higher portion of the distribution this year, like doesn't negate that they've you just changed those names and it could have been on the far lower. You know, you have Araldis Chapman. Wouldn't it's not that right. All three closers in that conversation could have been I mean, like cut from their teams and lose lose their jobs, and all three of them <laughs> could have been top ten closers. It's, well, certainly you know that you're not you know that you know Darvish isn't getting cut from that team. <laughs> no, his worst case scenario I mean, if, is yeah. I would say at this point his worst case scenario is probably 2019 Cubs. Ah, that was not a good season. Six yeah. wins, thirty one and uh, thirty one games, hundred eighty innings, eleven point five K per nine, uh ERA just a smidge under. So four. you're not you're not worried about twenty eighteen Cubs as a scenario where he only played eight games. I don't know. He's got this he's he's got this reputation as an injury guy, but uh-huh. he's gotten to thirty games three of the last four years and one of those years was, was pandemic season he got 12 12 games in so i don't think that we can see him as a as a massive injury risk in the same way that like chris sale aforementioned it sure. is yeah, yeah. Or, yep. or lance lynn i guess at this point what a boring what a boring guy what a boring conversation for a guy that it has like really like fun stuff and has had an interesting career yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm casting around for things to say about him. He's been in the MLB for 10 seasons. He's super fun to watch. I'm not honestly sure that we've ever talked about him on the pod before. <laughs> yeah, we have. We've, we've, we've definitely talked really? about him. Really? But not that much because he's on those terrible Cubs teams for a while. Uh, I Okay, I mean, fine. I'm not remembering a conversation that we've had about him before. <laughs> um, because he has been kind of because he has been kind of boring. I mean, I don't know. I like his pitch arsenal. I like, I like watching him play. <laughs> I think he's just a fun guy to watch. Um, I'll definitely be sad when he's out. I was, I was honestly hoping that he would make it further in the playoffs this year. Yeah, like yeah he's yeah. a fun element to watch on that Padres team. Yeah, um, good foil to Blake Snell. Oh, you want to you want to talk about Blake Snell? No, I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> Next week we are. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I think that the summary is that he's probably in in a lot of drafts. He's probably going to fall somewhere in the late pitchers uh in the late 20s with pitchers in the late 20s and if he's there at pick 80 and you feel like i guess it's a thing if you're not looking for an upside pick then he's the guy that's a great encapsulation good good statement i agree <laughs>